The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. Today's episode is titled Living the Truth We Know. The spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. And from the big book, when new in the program, I couldn't comprehend living the spiritual aspect of the program. But now that I'm sober, I can't comprehend living without it. Spirituality was what I had been seeking. God, as I understand him, has given me answers to the whys that kept me drinking for 20 years. By living a spiritual life, by asking God for help, I have learned to love, care for, and feel compassion for all my fellow men and to feel joy in a world where before I felt only fear. That's from the big book, page 83. This is our topic. The spiritual life is not a theory. (laughs) I love this passage because um, it reflects what was absolutely my experience. So, you know, I went to my first AA meeting because I had a therapist tell me that she thought I had a drinking problem. And I was such a good girl that I did what my therapist said, which is actually crazy because, uh, you know, she, anyway, she had no way of knowing that, but somehow that is how the spirit got me to where I needed to be. And um, I had no intention of becoming a spiritual person or, I mean, that that's not why most of us walk into the rooms, right? We go there to stop drinking, stop using, stop doing whatever addictive behavior is causing us um, problems. And so I was the, you know, it was the last thing I thought that I was going to find. Um, I had sort of, you know, 
rejected or just drifted away from or whatever the church of my youth and was sort of a it's kind of embarrassing to say this as a minister but I was a self-declared atheist and you know all of that and so um I was surprised I was as surprised as anyone to find myself in this program and I remember hearing people say you know well there's a spiritual part of the program. And then other people would say, there is no spiritual part of the program. It is a spiritual program. And even though this passage from the big book does sort of put it in that way, the spiritual aspect of the program, they really shouldn't say that because there is no spiritual aspect that can be separated out from any other aspect of the program. I mean, it's a spiritual program from the get-go. Now, that doesn't mean it's a religious program. That doesn't mean you have to be a Christian or you have to be anything, you know. Um, That's the great thing about 12-step program is that, you know, we come to believe in a higher power and a God of our own understanding. And we don't even have to call it God if we don't want to. But um, it absolutely is a spiritual program through and through. And I had no idea that that's what I was getting into, but so grateful that I did. I didn't know that that's what I needed. I had no idea. It says here, spirituality was what I had been seeking. Maybe I was, but I didn't know that. But you know, when, when you're spiritually bankrupt, yeah, life sucks. You know, when there's no, no spiritual life and no spiritual um involvement or activity or community or anything going on in our lives it's it's not that great you know and and that absolutely was what was missing in my life but i had no idea that that's what was missing yeah and i i'm was i was the same way as soon as i began to experience it and that is what we're talking about today experiencing this spiritual journey, not just, you know, thinking about it or talking about it. As soon as I started experiencing it, I realized this is exactly what I've been looking for. Yes. Now, my story is a little different in that I discovered unity, you know, maybe five years before I quit drinking. But, uh, you know, I'm, I can very clearly see that my, what I learned in unity and through unity spiritual principles was absolutely essential and getting me and keeping me sober. Mm-hmm. So I at least walked in with some kind of concept, but I have to admit that I really wasn't living it like we like I learned to live it as part of the recovery program. There's right. nothing quite like your life being on the line. I was going to say. To get my attention. Yep. So this went from a feel-good idea and some, you know, and I'm not saying that's what it was. That's just uh, what I was doing with it. To go from that to a central part of my life to the point where today I, you know, describe what I do as leading a God-centered life, or always at least trying to return to that. I acknowledge that, you know, there's ebb and there's flow to all of this. And that's been true for me. But what I love about it is I'm super comfortable with ideas and, you know, beliefs almost uh, as an academic perspective. But what this is saying, what the program is saying, what I have learned to do is to make it a lived experience. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the importance of actively engaging in the practices to in order to experience the miracle, as we say, and to really internalize and em- embody, if you will, the principle. So getting it from words on a page, uh, nice ideas, uh, drank myself into a corner here, what am I going to do? Getting from that to realizing this is a way of living that not only does it work, it makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in that way, I resonate um, with that statement from the big book in the in the beginning about um, before I couldn't comprehend living this way, and now I can't comprehend living without it. That's kind yes. of where I eventually got to, and eventually is an important word in all of this. Yeah, you don't get there right away. I mean, it says came to believe for a reason, right? It doesn't say we believed. It says we came to believe and I'm still coming to believe. It's a process. Um, And I absolutely agree with that statement, you know, that I I couldn't have imagined living this way. Now I can't imagine living any other way. And not just because we're ministers, right? But we're ministers because it became the center of our lives, not it's the center of our lives because we're ministers, right? And we became ministers because we wanted to do work that was in line with what had become the very center of our lives. And, you know, that happened to me pretty quickly um, when I came into the program. You know, this God thing, like, it's just so weird to find something that you had no idea you were missing. And then you find it and you're like, oh, my God, this is what I always needed how did I ever live without this and now I want this to be everything you know and not in a fanatical way but just it just worked for me it was like I was so off on the wrong track living this whole material existence that had nothing to do with God or spirituality and then I just got plucked off of that track and put on a different one that's what it feels like because it just was such a huge turnaround for my for me for my life and now I can't imagine life being about anything else like it just completely reordered every priority in my life um I could have very easily gone down the path of you know that my profession and accolades and achievements and making money and all of those things could have very easily become the center of my life and as soon as I got on this spiritual path I'll tell you all those things started to have less and less importance and my spiritual um, fitness and my mental state and my, my happiness and my own peace and calm in my soul became absolutely the most important thing to me, the most important thing to me and still is the most important thing to me. You know, you mentioned that nothing like having our life be on the line to have a spiritual experience. And I think that You know, that's very common, right? I mean, and I wonder whether it isn't built into the whole plan for human existence that we would find ourselves in absolute need of God, you know, that that may be the function of human difficulties is that, you know, if, if everything was perfect and there were no problems on earth, we might very quickly forget where we came from and forget that we were spiritual beings. But it's when we have, you know, deep unrest and challenges and heartbreak and grief and all these things that we find that we have need of God. And I am so grateful for the times that I have had, I have had need of God because those are the times that I sought God the most and that I found God the most was when I needed God. I I really agree 
it, or it's, I should just say it's my opinion, I'm not going to try and represent anything else, that we human beings, we certainly seem to be wired for spirituality. Yeah. And we really seem to have gotten away from it. And maybe just through yeah. technology, you know, if yep. I think if we were living in, in tents or in yurts uh, off of the land with animals and farming and all that, it, it might be more readily able to connect with the spirit of the universe, if you will, yeah. than yeah. sitting in my air-conditioned home and driving yeah. in my air-conditioned car, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But however it works, I mean, I'm grateful for it. It doesn't matter if I'm on to something or if I'm completely wrong about us being hardwired uh, hard for it. But it helps me. That, that thought helps me. I am doing something that's natural for me to do. Yes. And yes. so it inherently makes sense. And if And if I am struggling with it, um, it's not because I'm trying to, you know, fit a square peg in a round hole metaphorically, but because there's something that's coming up for me that's challenging work that this is my work to do. Yeah. To heal it and get on to the other side of it. But one thing I love about 12-step spirituality is that it's so intensely practical, just like unity, yes. you know, has been described as practical Christianity, and that's still one of my favorite descriptions of it because i think it, it it expresses very well our approach to the christian tradition our sort of understanding of the idea that we're embracing spirituality in every you know in our everyday life it's not just something that we go off and do on a on a sunday morning and then forget all about it but we're integrating it into our our daily interactions our daily routines, our, our daily experiences and relationships. And so because of that, it's, um, it's, I don't know how to say this, it's of great utility. It's not just a nice idea. It's not something I do uh, once a week because I think I should or because it's fun. Right. It's yeah. something that it is the way that I live. Yes. That's probably the best way to say it. And it has become so over time. That absolutely was not true before because I didn't have any sense of um, no coherent sense of being connected to the all, you know, one with the one or or what, however we might express uh, a felt experience of the divine. I'm sure that I felt it, but I had no language for it. I had no tradition around it. I had no community mm -hmm. around it. But recovery has filled in all of those pieces. Yes. Community, tradition, language. And I, in particular, you and I, of course, have both chosen the unity path. Yeah. Uh, and there are many, and ours is a wonderful one. And we highly recommend it if you're looking for something. But we don't have a unique line on the truth. We just have our particular way of expressing and practicing it that mm -hmm. works for us and it may if you're listening it may work for you and again and we'll always say this just try it for yourself don't believe anything i'm saying i'm not asking you to believe anything right. that we're saying just try it for yourself and see i know it it saved my life absolutely yeah i i think so many of us find that um so many of us in unity are involved in 12-step programs and have found that the two just mesh together really well. I know that I um, I actually came to Unity because my Friday night women's group met in the basement of the church that is now my church that I'm now a minister of, which is just so weird. But, you know, that's literally how I, and it, it was just because 
I had been going to that meeting for so long that I felt comfortable going into the building. Otherwise, I never would have showed up at church on Sunday. But I was like, oh, I've already been in the building. How scary can it be? You know? Yeah. And um, a couple of the women in my group had started going to the Sunday services. And they're like, we're going to this church. You should come with us. And so I did. And boom, that was it, man. I was home from the get-go. And I found that it just dovetailed so perfectly with my experience in 12-step. Because in Unity, we have so much freedom to explore our own understanding of spirituality and um, our own understanding of God. And that's really what 12-step is about. Also, the God of our own understanding. I mean, I think that we that phrase is used in both unity and in 12-step programs, right? I know we say that a lot in our own church of, you know, we invite people to know the God of their own understanding. And that's, um, that's something that's sort of a little bit more unique to unity. Rather than being told what God is, um, we invite people to know to come to know the God of their own understanding, which I just gave a sermon about this on Sunday, that I believe that God really shows up differently for each and every one of us. It's not that God is different. It's just that we're different. And our yes. capacity to behold God or to understand God or recognize God is different. And we recognize God in different ways. You know, I recognize God specifically in nature. That's my thing. Other people may find God, you know, in music or in art or whatever it is, you know. Um, God is big enough that God can show up in whatever way is needed for that particular person to be able to, to recognize it. That's and that's cool very 12-step compatible. Exactly, I mean, right? In a way, that's, that's, the, that's what I bring. I, I bring that point of view into unity with me. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first went to a unity church, hearing a perspective on a God that was so loving and so consistent and reliable. Mm-hmm. And it just made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And what I don't remember hearing is that I had to believe this and this yeah. and this and this in order to be accepted as a part of the community. What yeah. I heard was, I need to find my own way in a yeah. sense, or re- let me take that back. I need to experience for myself what was yes. being discussed. That's what I mean. Not find my own way, but experience for myself. I want to yeah. read a little bit from the big book, page 86, because I've always loved this. It really speaks to my understanding of and experience and relationship with. It's talking about um, the way a way that we interact with the spirit and it it reads in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We not, we may not be able to determine which course to take here. We ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. Mm -hmm. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. That kind of impromptu, I mean, I could easily argue that that's a mindfulness kind of meditation prayer. Right. That that is a showing up for the spirit, opening myself to God's presence in the world is what I see in that. And I absolutely love that about 12 step. And I find it, for me, also very unity 
compatible. Yeah, I think one of the big reasons it's compatible is because in unity, we we teach that we have inner divinity, that we have inner wisdom, that we have all the answers we need within ourselves. But that doesn't mean within our ego selves. That means right. within our spiritual selves. That's where people sometimes make a mistake. That right. doesn't mean that Michelle has all the answers. Absolutely, Michelle does not. That means that Michelle's inner divinity, Michelle's higher self has all the answers. And so, and we teach that in unity. You know, I remember hearing people say, you know, take what you leave and take what you like and leave the rest, so to speak. And we got to be careful with that too. But, you know, take, take what you hear on Sunday, take it within and see whether it resonates for you. If it doesn't resonate now, there's a difference between something not resonating and something making you spiritually uncomfortable. Okay. Uncomfortable is not bad. Uncomfortable may be, you know, you reacting to new, new ways of seeing things that are dis disconcerting a little, but, um, but take it inside and, and, is it true for you? And so we begin in unity, we help people begin to develop an, an awareness of their own inner truth. And that's what's so cool about unity. And it's what's so compatible with 12 um, step program is it's, and that's what you're talking about when we, when we stop and take time to, to quiet ourselves and, and we're looking for that inner guidance, right? We're looking for that higher yes. power that is within and all around us. And that is that we can count on to guide us. And that takes practice. That takes a lot of practice. I'm still learning it myself of how to, um, how to hear that inner guidance, how to heed it, how to follow it. But that's what we're teaching is we're teaching people that they have the wisdom and the spirituality within them and to begin to learn how to access that and use that on a daily basis to live our lives. And you and I have been doing it for a minute and we both think it's a much better, more fun, more peaceful, more joyful way to live. Am I right? Absolutely. It's the only way. Wouldn't go back if you paid me. No, absolutely would not go back. There's no reason to. This is so much easier. It's so much better. My life is so much better. Yes. And and it's just astonishing how, you know, while the, the transition was bumpy, and you know how we say don't quit before the miracle, Yep. especially to newcomers, when we have been around for a minute, like you said, we realize that it's not the miracle, it's maybe the first one or the first one you notice. And it's going to be in a series. You yep. know, the the loss of the craving for alcohol for me was the first miracle. That's the one that my, you know, fellow travelers were saying, don't quit before that yeah. particular miracle. But my experience has been that the, the miracles continue to unfold. and continue. Miracles keep miracling. Yes. Well, it is time for us to shift gears into in what we like to call recovery in a nutshell, where we try to take, uh, summarize, if you will, the pieces of all that we have found helpful in our own recovery journey, as if almost I picture myself maybe standing outside in the meeting after the meeting, and and maybe a newcomer comes up and says something like, "I'm I'm not really very spiritual. Where do I even start with all this? What would you say out in the parking lot? 
Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I don't know what I, I would say this or not, but there's no such thing as not being spiritual. We're just not spiritually aware or we're not aware that we're spiritual because we are spiritual yeah. beings, but we can live in total lack of awareness of that fact. So um, I would say, you know, to be open, open your heart, open your mind, you know, um, it, we can be quick to be like, oh, no, that's not, I don't do that, or I don't do church, or I don't do God, or I don't do whatever, you know, we've got to be open. It doesn't have to be church. It doesn't have to be God. It doesn't have to be any of those things. This is about finding a new spirituality that is ours alone, and that fits us, and that really works for us, and that takes time. So I would say be open. Go to meetings. Listen to people share in meetings. Maybe go to a church or go to you know, listen to spirit. I listened to a lot of spiritual music when I was a newcomer, a lot. I had a commute every day and I listened to a lot of spiritual music in the car. I used to listen to recordings of, you know, those, those big wigs on the speaker circuit in the program. Some of those folks have some really great spiritual nuggets. And so I just listened to a lot of things and absorbed a lot of things, you know, and it took time. So, you know, this doesn't just happen overnight. It, it takes time and um, we just have to stick with it and open ourselves and experiment with different things and see what works for us. And remembering that the second step is coming to believe in a power greater than ourselves. And that is an ongoing process. It's an unfolding. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. I would say don't hurry. I think that's a big yeah. part of it. Cause I know at least for me, I had this, um, let me just get this figured out so I can be done with it sort yes. of approach to things that <laughs> were uncomfortable. So don't hurry, take a breath. You know, that passage that I uh, cited a minute ago about how we turn to the spirit with a question or for some guidance or whatever. And in general, I would say spend time apart from the world, whatever mm. that means for you. Turn the TV off, Turn. put your, your phone on, do not disturb so it's not asking for your attention maybe you right. maybe that means for you to take a walk in the woods maybe it means for you to um you know go fishing or just to sit in a quiet room mm -hmm. um quietly and notice your breath whatever just try everything that you hear about and see what resonates for you i've heard people say um you know the that a sunday morning uh, recovery meeting is my church i've heard people say the woods is my church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just told my congregation on Sunday that um, must be somewhat old joke is that, that I would rather that you're out fishing thinking about God than sitting in church thinking about fishing. <laughs> you know, whatever works for you, be open to possibility and uh, let it unfold. And there's no hurry. It's not a race. It's not a competition. Yep. You will get there. Well, as always, we have an affirmation for you. Today, our affirmation is this. I embrace the spiritual journey, living it fully each day, supported by a loving and nurturing spiritual community. And I am grateful. Mm, and once again, I embrace the spiritual journey, living it fully each day, supported by a loving and nurturing spiritual community. And I am grateful. Deep breath. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we're glad that you have. We hope you found something in all of our chattering today that you find genuinely helpful, and we bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. 
And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. We are so glad that you joined us today, and we do hope that you'll join us again. And until then, don't drink like my co-host. And whatever you do, don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.